Welcome to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things Scream Free. My name is John Allen Turner. The fella in the tie over there, that's Hal Edward Runkle. Hal, how are you today? I am doing uh, better. Better? better? Better than... Uh, uh, rough week. Yeah, rough yeah, week. a rough week. Okay. Rough week. All right. It's Monday. It's Monday. How do you have a rough week? It's only Monday. I said weekend. Oh, weekend. Yes, okay, you all were right. speaking over me. <clears throat> Sorry. I do that sometimes. My wife. Yeah? If there were a divorce in the Runkles, right? I think we've made this yes. statement she before. She won't She pick won't up answer her the phone. blank, blank phone. Yeah, that will be my side. Her side will be, he won't let me finish my blankety-blank sentences. Okay. Yeah. So he doesn't like how anytime I speak, speak over her, like you just did. Yeah. Yeah. She you like don't that. like that. I think she, that's just communication. Charming. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's uh, it, it is difficult to do, and you and I both uh, tend to process information at a very, very rapid rate. Yeah. And so oftentimes we have a sense that we know how the sentence is supposed to end, mm-hmm. whether it's going to or not. We, we have this idea that we know how it's supposed to end, so right. let's just get to it. And that's frustrating to people. It can be. From what I've been told. Did you see how well I let you finish you all did. of those sentences? <clears throat> it was amazing self-restraint on my part. Was it? Which means I am... What does it mean, though, that I'm willing to exercise that self-restraint <laughs> with, with me you and, and not, not with, with my her. wife? Well, you've probably spent uh, more time with me lately in the yes. last month well, than you have with her. That's for dang sure. We have been to Kazakhstan, yes. and we were in South Korea. Yes. And uh, and so we have traveled to the other side of the world the globe. and back twice. Traveling the globe. <clears throat> in the past month. Now, um, when you travel and you come back, um, is it is it difficult upon re-entry? Well, into the of house, course. yeah, yeah. Well, it's difficult everywhere. Re-entry, everything. You okay. and I could barely move. You know, <laughs> and, and there was that. Didn't certainly want to see each other. And no, yeah, all that stuff happened. I'm still not exactly sure. Yeah, but yeah, well, you know, here we are. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's 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 you know, I'm, uh, how do I say it? I don't know. We, uh, I, I've been traveling a lot for a long time. Yeah, and I would say that I would say that uh, the family is growing tired. Okay, the wife is growing tired. I am growing probably more tired than anyone of doing the globe travel. Um. Yeah. So okay. So first of all, I need to say this. Alrighty. If we um, continue in our polite ways of not speaking over one another, I fear that our podcast well, is going to be seven be, hours be long. long. Yes. So we're going to need to pick up the pace just a little bit. Okay. If we're going to cover speak. anything. All right. So, yeah. I will speak clearly. Okay. So, and quickly. So um, uh, you're tired of traveling. Yes. But you have to travel because that's your work. Yes. So how do you, like, what do you do? I don't so, know. Sometimes. I see what you're doing. See what I'm doing there? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're you doing. like that, huh? Um, no. Right. But uh, uh, sometimes w- w- we have to do stuff that, that we don't particularly like and or enjoy, the, well, right? And so, the, yes, the answer is, or, yeah, maybe. Is trying, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it is because I've been trying to do this, and, and yet I'm the one saying I need to do something different. Yeah. Uh, trying to mitigate it by trying to take the family with me as much as possible. Okay. Right. One Or at least one member of the family. 
You know, that's what I've done. Like, I'm going to New York, do the Today Show. Hey, one of the kids, come with me. Or, Jenny, let's go to New York for a night. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to... Um, well, you guys went to Italy last summer. Oh, yes, we did You know, you, you get that opportunity. The, yes, taking the family to Hawaii that way. You went to uh, Washington State for uh, spring break, right? You went up well. skiing like that. We've gone to D.C. to do the same thing. We've gone a lot of places around the world because of that, and it's been an amazing blessing. So I, I like to do more of that. It's, it's, we can't do that during the school year anymore. Right, though. of course. Kids yeah, are yeah. now both in high school, and you just, they miss too much, and... But I think what I'm, this is where I'm, where I want to go. Where are you going? This is where I think I want us take to talk us, about today. Take us, oh, leader. <laughs> sometimes you and I, when we're out there training people, sometimes we're talking to family professionals who see clients who are not necessarily coming because this was something they really, really were excited about doing. Sometimes uh, people are required to go see uh, a therapist or a family advocacy. They are mandated. Right. Yes. yes. The courts will tell them, you go or we're taking your kids away from something you. Like or that. something yes. along those lines, right? Or they lines, already right? have taken their kids away from them yeah. and say, you, do, you go or else you don't get them back. Right. Yeah. And, and yet, we maintain, you and I, mm. when we are training those family professionals, yes. we maintain that those clients are coming to see them at some level because they want to. Yes. And that's how we, we ask them, you know, your mandated clients, do they want to be in your office? And, and almost universally they, they say, say no. no. They're coming because they have to, not because they want to. Right. And the reality is there is very, very little have to in the world. Right. And so the joke that we always make is, you know, are they being wheeled in? Right. Strapped to a dolly, like Hannibal Lecter, right? Right. Or yes. did somebody yeah. hit him with a blow dart and they woke up right. in your office? That's not. They walked in of their own volition. They weren't yes. in for chains some or handcuffed. Yeah. So when we say someone, I don't want to uh, do something, or that someone tells us, I don't want to do this, right? And we, and we say, yeah, they don't want to do it, but they're doing it anyways. What we're really saying is they don't want to do it for the reasons I think they should be wanting to do it. Right. And, uh, you know, I tell a little story sometimes about being, I was at a conference in Nashville with a guy, I won't mention his name, but he's a mutual friend of ours. Mm. And uh, his son was playing Little League mm -hmm. game earlier that day, it, you know. And so he's talking to his wife on the phone. Yeah. And, uh, and she's telling him, you know, how the Little League game went, all that kind of stuff. And he eventually gets to talk to his son. And he tells his son, son, I just want you to know, I would have much rather been there right. than here right. today, but Daddy had to work. And I, and after he hung up the phone, I kind of called him out on that. Well, because you've heard me tell the yeah. story about Hannah, who well, called sure. me on yeah. it. You know, when she was twelve, and I said, "I wish I could be there." And she's like, "No, you don't." If you wished you could be here, if you, you would have rather been here. be here, then you would be here. So we do this math in our heads, right? I would rather spend time with my family, but I have, I have to. to go to South Korea to speak to the people at the military base there in Seoul or in nope, you know wherever. Nope, there was no have to. Yeah, there was uh, there was a choice, a series of choices. Now, when you make one choice, it eliminates other choices. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And so 
the choice to go to Korea was not the only choice that led to me and you going to Korea. Right. There's a myriad of choices going way back, even to what class I decided to show up for in college (laughs) and the ones I didn't. You you can trace that back all the way. I love that Sliding Doors movie. Sure, yeah, 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 where you kind of see what what would have happened if you turned left if you hadn't turned right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, and if you really start to think about it, it blows your mind. I think that is the biggest revelation that we're going to receive in heaven. This is my faith system, not yours, whoever. I believe that when we die and our life is presented for us, the biggest shock will be how much of our life was actually up to us. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, maybe 10, 11, 12. When did Indiana Jones, the first one, come out? 1981. It was May 25th, 1981. (laughs) This nerd moment brought to you by Lucas Films. Um... So we uh he always released the weekend before the Wednesday before Memorial Day. Okay. Star Wars Empire Strikes in 77, Star Empire Strikes Back in 80, and then Raiders on 81, <laughs> and then Return of the Jedi in 83. Oh man. This is such a little peek inside in your brain. I, know, I, I was know, 10 I know, I years know. old. Of course I knew it, man. Yeah. Okay. So I remember getting these adventure books. Do you remember these adventure books that were Indiana Jones? Oh, the Choose Your Own Adventure books? Choose yes. Your Own yeah, Adventure books, right? So they've been would, around for a while, but they tied remember, into yeah, yeah, wisely, because yeah. there were Star Wars ones and Star Trek I, ones. I don't remember, though. I was never a big sci-fi guy, but I remember the Indiana Jones book. And so you would get to a certain point, and if Indiana Jones should jump in the river, turn to page 85. If Indiana Jones should climb yes. the rock behind him, turn to page 76. Right. You know, And so then you kind of snake your way through it. Right, And those books are fascinating, I think, because we feel like we're involved, we're being involved. And, of course, I always had this fantasy that one day there would be films shown in movie theaters that were like that, and they would take a survey in the audience, you know? I think that day is coming, more interactive, sure. right? You know, yeah. We've done it with TV shows, but it's interactive. But I, I loved those Choose Your Own Adventure, and... What's great about them is you, it makes you realize again uh, how much is up to you. How much your life is up to you, and we 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 oh, we bristle against it. You know, we want it. We want it. I want freedom. I want my life up to me. But, and, and, and but then you get paralyzed by choice, or you regret the choices you make and don't want to think that you're the one that had to make them. You think, well, I was forced into making that choice, right. which actually is a philosophical impossibility. Of course, I cannot be forced into making a choice. You, you choose. It yes. is something that door is locked on the inside. Right. And I was speaking to a, a church yesterday down in Macon, Georgia, and that was one of the things I was talking about was how much of your life come down to which word you chose. Sure. Like you go back, you chose the word yes instead of the word no, and that put you on a path. To, Absolutely. And that was either a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know, you know, or or you chose no when you wish you could have gone back and said yes. Absolutely. And yet you own every word and you own every choice. And so much of your life is up to you. Now, you and I both work a lot. And sometimes, oftentimes, our work takes us away from... Family, kids, wife, whatever. Listen to your language. Our work does not take us away. The the, the work opportunities we choose to do. We choose yeah. to express our work because right. our work is we are communicators of what we believe to be universal truths. Yes, right. And it's our job is to communicate these universal truths to audiences as many audiences as we can, as well as we can. 
and opportunities to communicate those universal truths arise in multiple ways. Like a trip down to Macon to, uh, yeah. to preach is is a trip across the world to speak to U.S. Army families right. in South Korea. And I did something ridiculous. Yeah, you did. Coming on the heels of this uh, trip to South Korea. So we fly back. On Saturday, we get in, what, 2.30 in the afternoon, something like something that? Something like that, after I, flying yeah, for 21 fly, hours. Yeah, we're in the air, 17 and a half hours, yeah, give or take, whatever. and uh, yeah, it's with the layover. So we get in 2.30, we clear which customs, is of course, we get which out. Which is, of course, 3.30 our time. Uh, 3.30 a.m., right? Time. So and, yeah. and I agreed to speak the following morning. Right. At a church, which really, that you know, to be honest, that wasn't that bad. It was the fact that I also agreed to speak there Monday night and mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Those were the killers because yep. I was up at three in the morning. Yep, on that Sunday morning, so I, I was awake. Yeah, so Sunday mornings and, aren't the problem. No, it was speaking at seven o'clock. That yeah, in night. fact, last week you you and John because we both went with the other John around here. Yeah, John Kaplan and. You guys were in the office at you know eight sure. a.m. Yeah. easily, or even more than that, because you were wide awake. Yeah. About four o'clock in the afternoon, it's like uh, an elephant is sitting on yeah, you. It's not pleasant. I mean, it is just you feel smothered. So, um, so I made that choice, and I remember you asking me like, "Why in the world mm-hmm. would you?" You know, mm. uh, it's a choice, and I made that choice, and I own that choice. Yes. Um, and all we can do is learn from the choices. <laughs> all we can do. I don't regret if there's anything anyone from campus church who's listening to this. I don't mm. regret coming over there and spending some time it's with you not guys. What you told me uh, every no, day, you're okay, complaining okay, about right. all those people at that church. Well, they paid me so much yeah, money. Uh-huh. Um, so that's. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of people who feel trapped by their work. Feel like they have to do what they do. Right. Like they don't have. The, the, and and so. If someone comes to you and says, look, you don't understand. I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you reason with that person? Mm. Well, my thing, anybody comes to me and talks to me, which obviously I'm a therapist, so that's what I do. People come to you and talk to you? About all kinds of stuff, right? I am immediately... It's your job to listen. No. <laughs> not my job to listen. What is, how would you, well, you finish what you're saying. Well, I'll tell you what my job is. Okay, let's hear it. Um, And I view this, and this is going to sound weird, my job as a therapist, my job as a speaker, right? My job is not to listen to people. My job is not to speak to people. My job is to ultimately, and this sounds weird, so hear me out. Okay. I believe my job is to speak for them. Speak for people. Which, ironically, is what gets you in trouble with Jenny. (laughs) <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny. Yes. He's not a fan of that. Don't speak for yeah. me. And, That's and I a think bad I know why, example right? of speaking for. Well, and um, she's not your client. True. Absolutely She's not, not. your audience. She's and, not. and I know what that feels like, you know. Of course. Yeah. Okay. When, but when I say speaking for them, my job is to speak for, I believe, their most authentic... Authentic. <laughs> authentic. Him talk good in mouth. Mouth. <laughs> they speak for their authentic self back to them okay and that's what i'm listening for i'm listening for the inner conflict that's going on within them because when they're saying i have no choice right there's a reason why they're trying to get me to believe them Mm. because they don't believe them 
Right. They don't believe themselves when they say, I have no choice. They know they at know some level. I made choices. We all make choices. That have led me to this. Right. That have led me to this point, that have brought my life to this point. It's a series of millions of choices, little choices we make that bring us to that. And it feels overwhelming. And we don't like some, so many of our choices that have brought us to this point. And so it, it absolutely is easy to want to deflect the responsibility for all those choices onto other people. And so we look for the easiest way that happens. Look, it's, you know, the, this administration in, in office is taxing me to death. And well, I got you don't it, understand you know, I work. the uh, way I was leveraged. Right. And this is, so now I, I was, don't have an option. Or the way I, I was raised. Choices. Or this you, is, I was abused. Just, and or, you don't understand. If I do that, you, you what she's going to do is yes. she's going to do. And well, I'm not faulting anybody for doing any of that. We all do that. And the reason do. why is because if we were to actually see, like I believe we will someday, if we were able to see all of the responsibility that we have over over our lives, it would be overwhelming. Yeah. It would be absolutely overwhelming and heartbreaking because we're trying to do something that we're not good at. We're not we're not there's no way that anybody's just naturally good at foreseeing into the future all the of the Clearly, you know, we wouldn't have gotten into the economic situation we were in we've, if we people could have forecast out in the future like yeah, that. Yeah, if you want to uh, label the, uh, I think, uh, um, a great book title is Unintended Consequences, because that describes every problem we have. Unintended Consequences. Yes. Copyright Screen Free 2014. There you go. Because you and I uh, have often promoted a, a, a truth that we believe that every problem actually started as a solution. Yeah. That we started as a, we defined a problem and we attempted to solve it, and now our attempts to solve it have created an even bigger bigger problem. We have a problem with, for instance, Afghanistan being invaded by the Russians, and Afghanistan doesn't have weapons. To, so we supply them with weapons, with weapons and, and training. training finish and, sentence yeah. for each other there. <laughs> so we, you, we know where we're going. Yeah. Charlie Wilson's War, the movie depicted this, so we yep. supply training, and guess who one of the guys we trained in Afghanistan was? Osama bin Laden. Yes, we trained him in warfare. Yep. We trained him in counterterrorism technique or terrorism te- techniques and counterinsurgency. So, so that problem that he was yeah. actually began as a solution to a different problem. Helped us defi- to defeat the Ruskies. Yep. And so and so that's what it looks like on a geopolitical scale. I drink alcohol in an effort to ease my physical pain or mental pain when I'm in, when I'm 17. You know, I'm 17 and I'm in physical and you're feeling and emotional this, yeah. pain, right? And so you drink alcohol and it helps. Mm-hmm. It helps and it actually greases the wheel socially and you get to go into, you know, you're finally cool for the first time, right? And so it's solving and a you, problem. And you're brave you enough have. to talk to girls yes, and to liquid you know, courage, yeah, sure. you know, all that stuff. And then, of course, it becomes, it, it can become something bigger that you can't handle. And that problem... Your drinking problem started as started a solution, as a solution to, a pro- to your anxiety One problem. of the things I do, and I, I was using the word I, that's not me, but this is me. One of the things I developed, um, because I've, I've said before, I was uh, abused as a child, and, and one of the things I did in order to survive that abuse is very, very common. It's called dissociation. Okay, so you just sort of took yourself almost I, a, a, an out-of-body experience. Yeah, my memories yeah. of the event are actually from floating above it. It's yeah. very, very bizarre, but yeah. it's very common, no, right? Yeah. And it's a survival mechanism. But if you keep going to that well, you're going to have a really difficult time with any uh, challenging relationship. Yeah. 
right? And, and so people refer to intimacy issues. Yes, and oftentimes, you check yeah. out or whatever, and you hide, and some, you know, all those things. It, anything we point to in life, I think you can see that's an unintended, that what you're really struggling with is the unintended consequence. And if we could see all of the potential consequences from all of our actions, right, then we would be making better decisions. There's no way to do that. But again, there are so many, you know, and the, the matrix would be so complicated that I w- it would be overwhelming. Yeah, it would short-circuit so. my brain, and I would become paralyzed by choice. I know Malcolm Gladwell has talked about that a lot, yes. that people, w- when you give them three options, they're able to make clear decisions yes. and clear choices you and give, own you them. You give them 10, man. And it gets difficult. And you give them 120, 120 different kinds of mustard, which one do you want? And they choose ketchup. Yeah. You know, because there, there's like two ketchups. There was That's a, it. I think I told you this. I was working at Starbucks the other day, writing on this new book, you know, launching hope. And you can't make this stuff up. There's these two <laughs> millennials next to me, about 21 years old, and they're talking about college. They're they were off college at the moment, home from college, and they're talking. And one says to the other, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know. Da da da. And she says, you know what? I, it just seems like our entire generation, we have so much information that we're paralyzed by making the wrong decision. Hmm. Because now we can't have the excuse that I didn't have all the information. Yeah, because you have, it's certainly out there. You have more information than any human has ever had access to in your pocket. (laughs) Right? It is right there. Having a smartphone with the internet, it's, it's like, uh, it's not, it's not making our choices easier. No. And Mm -hmm. we, all the time. It's making some choices a lot easier. Sure. I will tell you, though, eating choices are harder. Because tell me this. Is milk good for you? I, it depends. Uh, uh, it, uh, this week or yeah, a month exactly. ago? It depends on what or study. two years ago? It is, or, yeah, it, is fat good are, for you? Eggs? Right. Are, are, eggs are, are eggs good, for, good you. for you. Right. Is Who's red love? meat Just look it up. Chocolate. Look wine. it up. Pick your, take, pick your poison. Right. You so know, that, look it up. which yeah. exercises are right, and I think marital advice. Because it, oh, it's yeah. all relationship advice. It's all the, the 10 things you shouldn't do. And then you go, the 10 things that happy couples do. Mm-hmm. It's inundating us, right, by the age of information. And it was just interesting that this girl was saying, our generation feels like we're terrified to make the wrong choice, so we don't make any choices at all. And there's so many factors feeding into that. One is all the information, and we, you know, we've eliminated that as an excuse. The other, I think, is this push for safety, and we don't want you to make a wrong yes. choice. Have you seen the Hyundai commercial? Where it's actually a, a well done, put together commercial, and it's through time this dad saving his son from physical injury. I think I have. He's running yeah, yeah, by, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's about headed for the brick wall, and he, and he grabs, picks him up. Scoops he, him up yes. at the last and then, second. And he's, a, he's like a preteen, and he's playing football, and he grabs him before he runs into the mm-hmm. grill that's on you know, that's burning, Ugh. right? And then it shows him sitting next to him in, the, in car, the car, and the son is driving, and he looks, and there's a hot girl, teenage girl, walking beside, and he's distracted, and then the car stops for him when it almost hits a car in front of him. And it says, for all those moments when you can't be there to save your son... There's now a car. Yeah, that will stop for you. Never mind teaching the kid how to make choices to save himself. Keep your focus where it's supposed to be. Because we've just given up on that. Sure, he can't help it now. Well, that's a big problem. So this idea in society that the boy can't help but look. Have you seen the article that's gone viral this week on Mm, Facebook? No. My husband doesn't need to see your boobs. Mm. And it is an open letter 
to all of the women in the neighborhood mm-hmm. at the pool going to the beach because apparently my husband Oh, because he can't handle it. No. He, he can't handle it. And she you know, she she is speaking on his behalf because he can't oh say gosh. it for him. There are and so many things wrong with that, I cannot even begin I, to describe it. The list in the article He can't I, help you know, it if I, he raped you. You were wearing oh I mean, you know, goodness, just take gracious. that to its oh, the logical take extent. That. Good night. She even says do I want to? Yeah. Okay. So she. Are you going to get me? Ang- am I going to get angry? Yes. I'm going to. I'm going to exercise my scream-free muscles. Look. Look at you. Look at me. When we're in bed tonight, mm-hmm. I want to know that he's thinking about me and not you. Mm. Uh huh. And that's your fault. Yes. Or your for, responsibility for displaying those things like yes. that. It's your responsibility to shape how my husband thinks and about whether or not he thinks about me. Yeah. Not my responsibility to make myself more attractive to my husband. No. And it's not my husband's responsibility for watching where he puts his eyes, how he processes information, all of that. And who he chooses to be with. We make choices, right? We make choices, and we have to get to the place where we own our choices, and we allow other people to make other choices and own them. And that's the biggest thing about parenting is that's what we're training them to do. But with this, well, I don't have a choice. I have to drive this slow or this mm. fast. I have to go to this office and not that one. I have to say it this way and not that way. I have to buy this brand and not that brand. I have to. Yeah. I have no choice. I have no say in the matter. I have no choice whatsoever. What do you expect me to do? Yeah, you know, um, yesterday was Father's Day, right? Yes, so it was. Uh, so uh, one of my favorite Father's Day quotes, I think I posted this last year on Facebook, was from Louis C.K. Uh-huh. And Louis C.K. says, if you're going to be a dad, be the dad. Don't be Don't the mom. Don't be mom's assistant. Yeah. Don't be the guy. He says, you go to the office and you're incredibly competent. You can't remember seven things at the grocery store without writing them down. Yeah. Don't be the guy calling your wife saying, oh my gosh, I'm a four-year-old and I, I can't change the diaper. And he's like, Which you, kind did you want? You can change a carburetor, but you can't change a diaper. Yeah. diaper. So I was, I was like talking about this. Like any cars have a carburetor anymore. <laughs> and like you're going to change one. Yeah. Come on. I did once. But, you know, I was sharing this with um, my sister yesterday. Yes. And, uh, and she said, well, in his defense, he is going to have to hear about it when he gets home. You bought the wrong this. I True. didn't say skim milk. I said 2% milk. True. And, and you know what you do? Well, there's still a store. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. Right. And I love you anyways, but I ain't going back. No. I bought the milk that I wanted to buy. Right. And the I, milk and that seemed reasonable to me to buy. Exactly. Uh, and I made that choice, and I'm going to own it. Yeah, I messed that up. Yep. Yeah, you know I what? sure messed that up. And the way I would do that. You know how much difference there is between 2% and skim milk? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's taste. Two, but two, uh, 2%. 2%. That's exactly. how much difference there is. There's <laughs> literally 2%. Exactly. Yeah, we need to do a series of shows. shows. Uh, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. okay this is hear. something I preach on. Not literally preach on, but I, I could. You could. Uh, no, I couldn't. Now that you're here, I'm about to hear what I'm <laughs> okay. I couldn't preach on this, but I can teach it. I've taught it at men's <laughs> conferences and stuff before, and I've taught it with lots of husbands. Right? And I'm actually going to speak about this on the Today Show later this week. Okay. Is that men have forgotten how to be men with their wives because mm. we've been so trained how to be 
wimps with yeah. our lives, right? Yeah. And I'm so afraid about it. He's, I'm going to hear from, you know what, and I'm going to walk in. Oh, you didn't get the 2%, or you, you got, didn't, yeah, well, uh, you, didn't, you know, and I'm going to step in closer to her and closer to her, and I'm going to get right up on her and say, <laughs> I am so, so sorry as I kiss her. And then walk away. Okay. That's it. All right. Right. Let it's, me know how that works out for you. As long as you don't finish her sentence for her. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You got the wrong milk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I might finish the sentence if I, because here's the deal. I am not going to let her get away with nagging me. Ooh. Okay. And, and because that's my choice whether or not I accept it. See, that's yeah, another that, thing that's about an, this. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's going to yeah, say this, and so I have yeah. no choice. Yeah. The, the, when, we are reve- when it is revealed to us in its fullness how much of our life was up to us, it's not just the things we did. It's the things we didn't do. And the things we allowed. Ah, that's big. Yeah. That's important right there. I am not going to allow, I'm not going to allow my daughter to believe that she can talk as rudely to me as she sometimes does. Mm. I'm not going to allow it. So what I'm going to do is stop that mid-sentence, and, and I will tell her, look, you're going to do what you're going to do, but I am not going to choose to be affected by it. So go right ahead. I'm not changing my mind. Nope. Right. So yeah. go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Right. But I'm not going to allow you, your, your worst self that is coming out right now, to derail what I think we got going here. So your worst self coming out and nagging me is going to bring out my worst self of protesting, getting angry, and then or we do we jump into the cowering. dance that we do. Yeah, right. None of those are my best self. This is the thing. I I think you know for a very long time in patriarchal societies, yeah, where just misogyny was accepted. Yes. You know, and uh, and men for millennia. Yes, yes, and men literally. Manhandled, yes, women. That's where we right? got that term. Yeah, I know. And uh, and it, it it was awful. Yeah, and was. and yet, as we do with so many things, we are so repulsed by that. Right. And we have thrown a baby out with the bathwater, and our pendulum has swung to sure. an opposite extreme. And I get it. And now men don't know how, what to do. Yeah, I want to do a series of shows called Human Husbandry. You ever, did you yeah, ever take yeah, the sure. animal husbandry? I didn't take it, but I know didn't what have it is. to take yeah, an ag class growing no, up. I didn't grow uh, up in I Texas. I grew up in Texas. Yeah, so you had to, had to take it there. had to take an ag class. had to watch videos <laughs> cows getting artificially inseminated. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Some Woo! guy ended up to his elbow. Yes, exactly. Woo! Just yeah. awful, okay, that's awful horrible. stuff. Yes, yes. But there's a thing called animal husbandry, and it's sure, about yeah, the process. animals. So I like the idea of human husbandry, right? Let's train people how to be husbands again. No, I don't don't like that. You don't want to search for that video. No, well, you don't, don't want to do that. Make sure your filters are on. Yeah, but I yeah. like that. Just uh, what does it take to be a man with your wife? Yeah, and, and if you are caught in that game where uh, she she feels, and the reason why she's nagging you is she feels like she feels like she has to. Which again, to go back not, to one of the things that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Every problem begins as a solution. Right. She nagged you so once. She's nagging because she's trying to solve a problem. And you coward to it and no, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because you think she has the keys to the kingdom, meaning she uh, has the keys to her, right? Yeah, exactly. Her entry point. Her uh, chastity belt or yes, whatever. She's you got know, the and... keys to the belt. And so you think, oh well I'm never going to have sex again and I'm stuck and trapped in this relationship. All those things that we were talking about this whole time about 
my choice. I have no choice. That's another I have no thing. Choice. You know, all no these choice. kind of men are like this and women are like that. Oh, gosh. You know, um, uh, to some extent, we have this understanding that um, uh, women are like banks. You, you never know wh- when they're Which, open. It's yeah, like yes, weird hours yes. and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, and men are like 7-Eleven. Like this store never we're closes. Always open. I am always, always so open. And that is you nice. let me know when you're open. Uh, and, and Just not true. And so the... In fact, that's one of the things I'm talking about on today's show. On uh, It'll be on Friday. Is about sex-starved marriages. And yeah. we think it's all because she's... The, the stereotype is it's the woman. Right? It she ain't. has the banker's hours. It ain't. Always, at all. not always, hmm. but and and you and I both talk about this. You know the way couples initiate sex, sure, reveals so much about their oh, relationship, yeah. about how comfortable they are being fully themselves, and that's what we've been talking about this whole show. Is how much can I own my preferences, own my choices? Yeah, right. I I, I, would, I would like to do this, but I would rather do that. I bought so, the skim milk. I chose yes. to now go to the, South Korea. Yes. Now that you remind, now that you're talking to me about the two, now that I, you know what, I remember, I remember that yeah, I think yeah, there was something about the you didn't want the skim milk, and so I bought the skim milk because we used to do the skim milk. Yep, yep, I did that. Yeah, I, remember I did that. that. And you know what? Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that one. I'm not going to go back. No, it's a quart of milk. It'll be gone in four days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to let us be derailed by it. So. Coming back to this sense of owning your choices. Yes. As a man. Yeah. I think this is difficult for us because if we push that too hard, if we push that too far, then nobody... That just means we're scared of our strength, though. Right. Right? If we push it too hard... tells you when you're getting close to the line, they only tell you after you've crossed the line. Right. But... And nobody knows where the line is. Success happens by getting close to the line. Staying far, far from the line is just as damaging as going yeah. over it. Right? And and especially when it comes to romance. If you are playing the safety dance. Oh. Safety is a romance killer. Killer. Absolutely. There's no magic, there's no mystery, right? Safety no. Great. I want to guarantee. Oh my gosh! That, that if you're I, going to, if I do this move, that then I know for sure mm-hmm. she's going to. You know, I want the guarantee. Yeah, this is a slam dunk. This is a sure thing. Where's the magic in that? There's none. It dies. It it just dies. Yeah. It dies. Safety. Safety is uh, this mythical thing that we're chasing after, and and, the, and again, a solution uh, that becomes a problem. Is we one time think okay, feeling safety enabled this to happen, and so that's what I need to pursue is safety and safety and safety and safety. What it means is I'm comfortable, 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 and then uh, that means I'm not trying anything new. And the less I try something new, the less tolerance I have for the discomfort of trying something new. That's why we say an old dog can't learn new tricks because the old dog is comfortable and has become so comfortable that they're scared of experiencing that discomfort that always happens when you try something new that you're not good at right away. None of which is what comfort really means. Hmm. Comfort comes from a Latin word with strength, fortis, to oh, fortify. Yeah. Interesting. Right? So, yeah, so, yeah, so when oh, you comfort someone, you come alongside them with strength right? to allow them to bear up under whatever it is that is getting them down. Right. That's what... 
comfort originally meant. It's come to mean just sort of sloth. And safety. Yeah. Right. Safety and lazy and easy. Easy is what it's really come to mean. And... Um, easy chair, comfy chair. Same sure. Thing. Yeah. And uh, none of which is sexy. Not at all. Right? <laughs> it's, it is... That's the weird thing. We're in pursuit of something that... And the way we're going about it is completely backwards. Right. And now, there is a measure of feeling safe enough within the confines of a relationship right. in order to risk. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so not... it's not like a chaos. It's not like space no. with no boundaries. And that happens by testing little bits at a time, mm-hmm. right? Tiny little things, maneuvers that we make. And But first of all, the ultimate safety comes from... At my assurance that no matter what my spouse gives me, I can still find a way to soothe my own wounds. Which is one right? of the reasons why self-soothing is one of the greatest gifts you can ever give your children. Absolutely. Allowing them to know... Dust themselves off. I can get myself back to sleep yes. without someone holding me and rocking me I and singing I can figure out a way to doctor my skinned knee. Uh-huh. You can train me how to do that. I can do these things on my own. I don't yeah. need someone to come in here and rescue me every single time. And that's one of the great gifts you can give to your spouse, for instance, when you are trying to initiate sex. But trying to initiate sex just means you're owning what you want. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to own it. This is what I want. Now, the safety comes of the fact that I'm, I am going to impress upon you my desire for this, but I'm never going to eliminate your choice from it. Yeah. So I'm not going to force you... Because that's not what I want. ...into this. And what I want is for you to want it as well. That's an important part right there, because right. sometimes in these sexless marriages, yeah. right, you've got one partner who uh, really has a, a higher libido or what, sure. you know, than the other, and the other one just sort of goes, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Right. Let's just get it over with. Can we be fast? Right. Sure, and that's not sexy at all. No. Either they're doing that in order to avoid the discomfort of the moment. And the moment, uh, the, the discomfort is created by wanting. Wanting makes you vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Want, but want, wanting is who we are. If you want to know who you are more than anything, look at what you want. And be honest and, about that. And that's hard. It's such a hard exercise yeah. to actually write down what you really want without judging yourself. Yeah. And we we talk we do that when we train do trainings I do that with therapy I do it myself all the time Something same here thoughtful. I have a list right here yes. look at that right there there I we go right right. I call it thoughtful wishing and that's another book we need to write yeah exactly. thoughtful wishing and it's it's just the the process of getting in touch with who we are by getting in touch with what we want it's a great way to see really what's going on inside of you and, and then owning that. Yeah. Right. Now you don't have to own every bit of it and reveal every. You don't. That's a very private list. But things that I want to enjoy with my wife, things I want to enjoy with my kids. It's interesting. I can dance. So I want my son to play more golf with me. Right. Okay. So I can dance around that, and and hopefully, and I can leave out a golf magazine around him. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You're not kidding. Or I can just own it and say, Hey, dude, I want you to come play golf with me. Yeah. Now, why am I so scared to do that? Please. Because you're afraid he'll look at you and go, why? Right. And he might do that. What's and wrong with you? So I'd rather at least kind of dance around it and maybe... Maybe that, make because, it his idea yeah, and yeah, maybe plant yes. it and all this kind Instead of stuff. Instead of just owning it, hey, I want to do this. And this is the other thing. Our wants change. Oh, my gosh. Like, they are yeah. fleeting. Absolutely. So uh, a few days ago, um, 
I just decided this is what I, I wanted to uh, fake my own death and move to Costa Rica and work at a bar. And um, and Sweet. I was just like, you know, you have these weird desires. Yeah, one time you talked about one to, you know, uh, rent out patio chairs on a beach. Yeah, or something, something like something that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sell, guy. run the bike. Yeah, we were talking about something it. Yeah, like yeah one yeah, time yeah. on a beach and I was distracted. Yeah. I'm distracted again. <laughs> No. Because now you didn't but, know you wanted to do no, that until I planted that idea. You're like you're like Steve Jobs. I didn't know I wanted it until you told me. And now, now that you mention it, Costa yes. Rica, working in a bar, yeah, living in a little dive. How, yeah, oh, right. Like every man. once in a while, that just becomes the Ooh. overwhelming desire of my life. Right. Now, more than I want to do that, yeah. I want I want to be a, a good dad to my daughters. Right. Right. And I want to continue spreading the message that you and I spread. I want to help change people's lives because I think if you can change individuals' lives, eventually that has a cumulative effect and it can actually change society, change the world. So that's what I want more than I... And that's what keeps me from running away to some third world nation near the equator. We're very Jamaica. Few, I know. We're, it, 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 we're very few clothes are required and people drink, bring you free drinks. <sighs> Yeah, mm. the whole podcast shut just down. Shut down. <laughs> just the right wheels there. slammed shut. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good every oh, once in a while, it does. right? And maybe it just means we need to do it every right? once in a while, right? Yeah. And like you said, you get in touch with what's going on in you right now. Yeah, yeah. When I, when something like that sounds really appealing. Well, that's a it's signal. It's a signal. Yeah, we talk about uh, the difference between an escape and a retreat. Yeah. And, and the less we take intentional retreats the for ourselves... The more we, we find ourselves wanting to escape. Unintentionally yeah. escaping. And usually that's just shutting down. That's the... Dissoci- Lock myself in the bathroom, have a lost weekend, yes. drink way too much. That's and the dissociation to... thing for me, just yeah. shut myself down and shut other people out, right? Yeah. And get my mean resting face on and like, <laughs> you tell me I have. <laughs> 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 right. There's lots of different ways to escape and usually they're pretty destructive. Yeah. Because, but the reason why we do it is we don't take enough retreats for ourselves because that takes... You know what? I don't know... What's going to happen to this big project we're working on? I just know if I work on it one more second, I'm going to I'm go going to postal. Go postal. I'm going to drink a quart of vodka. Yes, and I am eat going a to gallon punch of ice my cream. Son in the face. <laughs> I'm, you know what? And because I love everybody, I'm going to oh, not yeah. come into the office tomorrow. That's, you know. But again, if we can get to the point where we're that honest with ourselves, what do I want? You know what I want right now. Mm. Right now, I want to unleash a stream of profanities (laughs) that will destroy my entire career and reputation that is take decades to build. Weave a tapestry of profanities (laughs) that stretch across the Great Lakes. You know what movie I'm quoting? uh, Christmas Christmas Story. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a part of me that really wants that. Uh And by just identifying that... It's helpful. Take a step back and go, whoa... Yeah, I've told you about Jenny. My wife uh, has this church Tourette's thing, you know, and occasionally when it's quiet in the middle of a big church, she just wants to <laughs> just throw out start, a cuss word just, that yeah. she would never say, but she wants no. to throw it out in this, yeah. you know, in that like, what context, is that impulse, in that setting. right? You know, yeah. well, it says, she was like, well, it's, I'm, an, I'm an oldest child because of a divorce. I was parentified. I had to be older. I've always had to be responsible, right? And there's this part of me that just wants to say, 
through all that. Yep. And hey, well, we were say walking, a cuss word in church. <laughs> That'll do it. We were walking through South Korea, through the streets of Seoul yes. in the evening, and there was a guy driving a, a, a moped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? That had a ton of stuff ton. balanced on it, you know? And I had the over, almost oh, overwhelming yes. impulse to just, Bump. as he drives past me, just shove him. Little hip, just give him a little, little hip, hip check. check in the middle of the street. And I, <laughs> it's terrible. But uh, I have those impulses right? from time to time. And when, when those desires bubble up to the surface, sometimes it really is just an absurdist yeah. bent in me. And sometimes it does reveal, okay, what what in the world is going on right. in me? That I and and maybe it is that I don't have enough whimsy. I don't have enough spontaneity. Right. I don't have. I I am maybe. living a life that is so structured right now that I want to do something to break the routine. That you feel like your life is too much have to. Yeah. And when it feels like it's all have to, then I'm. What, what is I, the worst thing in the world I can do right exactly. now? Exactly. To mess it all up. Yeah. Because the idea of continuing in monotony, mm. it just makes me want to... So maybe what we're saying here... Shove a moped into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible person, I know, but uh-huh, it's there. Uh-huh. I can't be the only one. That's funny. So, <laughs> so maybe the, the lesson here is if we want to own our choices better... Let's start with, we all want our children to own their choices more responsibly. Don't Why blame won't anybody you else? take responsibility yes. for your yeah. Don't blame behavior. the teacher. The teacher didn't fail you. Right. You didn't do homework assignments, yeah, and exactly. that's why you failed. You so that's what we want. So if we want our kids to do that, then, of course, then we're we going have to have to, to own it. our yeah. choices and be more responsible for every choice and stop saying I had to and write and own that. But if we're going to own that, then we need to take a step even further back and own what it is we actually want. Mm-hmm. Right? I can't say my whole life is have to without knowing, well, what do I want? Because if I did really own everything I want, you know what? I don't think I'm going to Costa Rica. Right. I'm going to the office. I'm I, writing you know a what? book. I may go to Costa Rica for a 10 days or something. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like this weekend, I'm doing a guy's golf weekend. I, because you know what? My wife asked me a first part of this year, when's the last time you took a vacation that didn't involve you speaking somewhere? Mm. And I thought it was about wow. five years. Yeah. Right, five years where I didn't go on a vacation where I had to plan on speaking. Now I like doing that because I can take my family and kill two birds with one stone and get part of the trip paid for. Blah 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 blah. I can use a million reasons to justify it, but he was asking for a reason. Yeah. Right. So what do I do to own my desires? Well, we, you and I are walking through the streets of Daegu in South Korea. Mm-hmm. You know, ten thirty at a at night, yeah. looking for a bar, and I just asked you, "What do you want?" Yeah. You know what I said. You want to putter around your garden? Yeah, exactly. I want to be moving rocks in my yard in Atlanta, which I did all day uh, Saturday. There you go. It was very nice. And now your back is killing you, and now you want... <laughs> so what I really decision. want, and maybe we'll talk about this, what happens yeah. if what you want is actually impossible? Mm. What I want is a healthy, functioning body that doesn't have a knee problem and back problem and shoulder problem and... Titanium in it yeah. and all that. What if what you want, you can't have anymore? Uh, next that's time. that's a different conversation. For for this week, I think it would just be healthy for us all to take a moment mm. and do some self analysis. Like what what do I want? What do I want most? And man, I cannot tell you how much more beneficial that is than doing a needs analysis. Oh yeah, here's what I need. I need this. I need that. I need this I other. Need I need this, this from you. And that's what most marriage material talks about. I need this from you. 
wives, your husbands can't because they have needs. Mm. And even though they won't tell you, I'll tell you what they need. They and need until you meet to look that at need, then you can't. Yeah, yeah, come on. Good Lord. What do you want? Right. When's the last time you did something you want? Or recognized that you're already doing it. Mm. Because you don't have to do anything. You can choose to run away to Costa Rica if you want. Yeah, I could. You could do it right now. You can All right. take out everything. Okay, that, he's, no, gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone. He's <laughs> gone. On that note. Uh, no. But, um, yeah, we are doing what we want. Is it what we want most? Right. Maybe that's the deeper question. That is absolutely the deeper question. Deep thoughts on this Ooh, summertime. Jack, Jack Handy. Okay, well, thanks for listening to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things screen-free. Two guys learning how to calm down so we can grow up, so we can get closer to the people who matter most. We'll talk to you more next week.